Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Shams and Gossip. I'm Carlin, here with Stephanie. Hello. How are you today? I am great. Good wine, good vibes. Yes. You know we love those good vibes. Um, All right. So today, what are we drinking? Today we are drinking... Drum roll, another canned beverage. Surprise, surprise. We are drinking EG Wine Co. Bubbles. And EG stands for Essentially Geared. And they are on Instagram at EG Wine Co. Um, And it is sustainably packaged, carefully sourced, always essential. Hashtag screw screw corks. (laughs) Now, I just want to read to you the can because a lot of times the cans are very funny. Um, This one is a 10. So it says, pair with spring rolls, chicken and waffles, and creamsicles. Oh, chicken and waffles. Um, It says, cans don't break. Try it. So does it want me to throw it on the ground? Won't break like a bottle. Then it says corkscrew question mark, screw corks. <laughs> um, and then it says think pop rocks and double rainbows. Oh. Seek the everyday uncommon. Mm-hmm. Every journey is an opportunity for a unique experience along ours. Whether it's sourcing from grapes, wait, sourcing grapes from our favorite growers to how we package our final product, we always seek the uncommon. Oh, I should talk to Kristen Cavallari. Um, crafted by real people. Crafted to keep up with your everyday adventures. Hashtag screw course. Whoa. That was that's that's an aggressive. Yeah. Pop. Very aggressive in that pop. Okay. Oh, it smells great. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no? Yes? Yeah, no, I think it smells real good. Oh, that's great. I was like, normally you're kind of like, eh, with the smells, but, um, okay, cheers. Boop. Cheers. Oh, it is good. It's like fruity a little, no? Yeah, it's good. Can I make that up? (laughs) Um, I, there are some undercurrents of fruit. And some is it undercurrents or that it was undertones? <laughs> it's undertones. There's some um oh my gosh. Some berries? No. You don't know. Don't. <laughs> we had a lot their Insta- going, clearly. We what their Instagram says. Their Instagram says pop rocks and double rainbows. So there's some what under what is it? Undertones? Undertones of Pop Rocks and Double Rainbows. <laughs> I love Pop Rocks. I couldn't tell you the last time I had Pop Rock, though, but... Oh, I'm- I've had them over quarantine. Wait, for real? Uh, yeah, I fucked with a lot of candy over quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so did I. But- I like old school candy. Like, Five Below, let me tell you. Oh, that's right. Five Below. Mm-hmm. Five Below has the best selection of candy. If you are a candy lover, Five Below is where it is at. Their section of candy, oh my gosh. 
Like, I can't deal. Like, I can't. Thank God going to the movies is, like, not a thing anymore because we were going almost weekly and hitting five below before every movie. Yeah, but now do you just go and get candy? Well, not, like, all the time. Like, and it was more the beginning of quarantine. Oh, okay. Not so much now. Okay, okay. Now, because, like, the beginning of quarantine, we were, like, getting more candy than now. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still eating candy. Mike really isn't. But <laughs> but I have, like, little, like, I have, like, mini bags of gummy bears now. But aren't aren't you eating the, like, smart candy or whatever it's called? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I get those smart speeds. Oh, so but, like, I also still really like regular candy. Oh, yeah, I mean. But I, I try to not eat it as much as before. Oh, oh candy's so good. Love candy. <laughs> anyway. I um, all right. candy for yeah. six hours. Same. Um, all right. Okay. So, Moving on. This is a great canned wine. This is a great. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So today's top five. For those that don't know, the Emmys were on Sunday. Yay. Um, and obviously, if you've listened to us, you know that we love award season. Obviously, award season this year has looked a little different. But I will say that I, and we can, we'll, I mean, we're going to talk a little bit more about the Emmys after our top five, but I truly enjoyed it. And, um, so today's top five are best, our top, our top five best dressed of the Emmys. Um, yeah. I feel like, I don't know. Do you want to go first? Should I go first? I can go first. Okay. You go first. Um, I was trying to get to, to um, get to an article on the Emmy best dressed people for pictures. Uh-huh. And I got served with an ad for a quiz, which Marvel character are you? <laughs> Ever since our Marvel conversation, I've been getting served lots of Marvel ads. So I just want to put it out there. So they want you to watch. They want you to watch. Yeah. Okay. So I have a lot on my list. So I'm I'm not going to name them all though. Mm-hmm. And so I think some of them also are probably on your list. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It normally um, But okay. So. I have um, two people who actually had two, well, actually three people on my list had two looks, but one of them is going to be an honorable mention. So first off is Zendaya. Um, I think she had two looks and she killed it. I think that she is so fashionable and she was amazing last year when it was in person and she went all out glam for the virtual. So there was like kind of like, three things people did they went all out full glam like normal they did like pjs and like stuff like that and then i would say there was like a third category that was kind of like in between yeah where it was like you couldn't have worn it to the in-person event but it's more dressed up than like Mm -hmm. just being in your pjs yeah um so I thought that she looked amazing. I know the second look was Armani Privé, but I can't find what the first look was. I mean, I'd be shocked if it was different. I really liked I really liked her first look. I was watching um, Daily Pop, and Morgan Stewart didn't like it, but I was like, mm, I actually, it was like something that I legit... I, 
I loved it. I just also, she, like her body type, she could get away with wearing pretty much anything. Like, and it had like a very, it was very like the, it wasn't a V, but the like opening in the front was like a very wide, like almost like rectangle. And like, she could get away with it. It was Christopher John Rogers was who designed it. And I think it was just like really fun and great. And she's young. So like, she can wear whatever. And then her second look was like a crop top, like sparkly bra top with like a full on polka dot skirt. And that was an Armani Privé. And that I, I loved, I loved. And I loved when she won. It was so cute. Yeah. Um, I think, I don't know if he is still her stylist. I want to say, maybe I could, maybe, no, I'm not going to say, I don't, I don't think I'm right. Um, I think I'm thinking of somebody else that I thought was Zendaya's uh, stylist. So never mind. (laughs) Zendaya or Zendaya? I feel like I always say it wrong. I don't know. I think I say it wrong too. Zendaya, Zendaya. I don't know. Her stylist is Law Roach. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, I love Law. Her stylist or hey, I thought he does hair. Does he do both? I love Law. Yes, according to Gmail. Yeah. And the person who was tagging like that, a lot of the um, articles used for um, like to relate back to were his Instagram. And he also did Carrie Washington, does Carrie Washington. And both of her looks yeah, as maybe well. Stylist and a hairstylist. I know for sure. Or maybe he's just, I don't know. I love him though. He was one of the judges on um, Legendary. Legendary. Mm-hmm. He's so great. Um, so Carrie Washington was an honorable mention for me. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked amazing in both of her looks, but she was honorable mention. Okay. My next person who had two looks was Regina King. She's also almost always on my list. I think she is insane. Like her style is so great. And so she did this whole shoot before in a Scaparelli gown that she like did a whole shoot that she didn't wear during the show. And, but she showed it, she talked about during the red carpet pre-show on E and then they released the like video at that point. And then during the show, she was wearing a pink suit that was also by um, Scarapelli. I'm probably saying that wrong. Scarapelli, Scarap, I don't know. And then underneath it was a Breonna Taylor Mm t-shirt. And I just, like, I loved that she did the full glam and, like, had the moment and had the fun. And then during the show that she, like, then she had, like, a, a, a great pink suit, but then, like, was still making a statement with it. Um, the pink suit was amazing. The pink suit was so good. And I don't even like pink like that. Uh, see, I do. And I'm like, can I afford a, a Scaparelli pink suit? <laughs> and I know the answer is no. <laughs> and where am I wearing it? I mean, I'll wear it on my next Zoom call. I'll trade in this pink t-shirt from Target that I um, cricketed more champs, more gossip on the pocket. <laughs> oh my god i love it um okay so wait that was just two right that was- i'll go fast i promise oh, you're fine okay next is going to be annie murphy from schitt's creek oh yes he was wearing like um black pants and like a black bra top but then like an overlay like jacket 
Yeah. That was like, it was just like a suit, a suit basically, but with like a very sheer undershirt. Actually, I think it was a sheer undershirt and then like a lacy bra. And mm-hmm. she was wearing like tennis shoes. I loved it. Loved it. Loved it. I don't know who she was wearing, but it was really great. And I love her. And, uh, oh, Valentino. Ooh, of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, so I just thought that was like gorge. Um, and then another like very casual. Oh, I'm having a hard time. Okay. Yeah. I thought I knew who I was going to pick. And now I'm like wanting to change my mind. Okay, I'll go this way. So then my next one is Julia Garner from Ozark was wearing Chanel pajamas with pearls. Ooh. And I don't think that everyone knew looking at her that it was pajamas. But I knew because I follow her on Instagram that it was a pajama suit. It looked like it could have just been like a like a silk top with pearls. Yeah. Um, and then my last one. Sorry, I know she's on your list. Well, I don't know, but um it's Issa Rae ah yes (laughs) so I didn't see I didn't when they showed her during um the show and when I saw her I think on the pre-show I couldn't I didn't get like a good like view of what she was wearing but when seeing all of the like um pictures of the like of the full thing it is so pretty and it was just like so stylish and chic and just like gorgeous. Yeah, and, with and it the, was a Sergio Hudson gown. Yeah, with the slick back pony too. It was great. The way she styled it, amazing. Like the whole thing was really good. The color, the cutout. I just thought it was like a really, really pretty dress. Yeah. And she could have worn it to the actual show. Like it was like a hundred percent. Um. Okay. Sorry. That's okay. I knew she was on your list. Yeah, she was. That's okay. I have a couple that I can. Um, so I'm going to go um, Yvonne Orgy, who plays Molly on on um, Insecure. She was home, um, but her dress, because like, I don't know. So a lot of the cast of Insecure was at like Sophie, Sophie, Sophie Stadium. Yeah. But, Which is a new stadium in LA, right? Yeah. Oh my god, it's beautiful. But um, beautiful. So some of them were there, and then I think Yvonne was just at home. But she looked amazing. It. I don't know who made her dress, but she also like cut her hair really short too. And I think, and I think she's so pretty. Her features are very, very pretty. So it just like accentuated like her features. I think with her hair being short. Um, so she was, um, my first one. I had Carrie Washington. I liked both of her looks. Um, I'm just, I'm always a Carrie Washington fan. So, um, I stayed with her and then, um, Laverne Cox. Oh, she also had two looks. Yeah. I freaking, I think, I mean, we notice it all the time with like housewives, but I feel like the more money (laughs) you get the better you look over the years like I feel like every year she has just like her glow up has been I mean and she's always been pretty but her glow up has like heat um so her dress was beautiful I love I do really love the like the tasteful see-through you know dresses 
Cause I, especially, especially when you have like a really nice body, I think it looks great. And she's so, and she's tall too. So I feel like that was really good. And I was reading about, I need to find it so I don't mess it up. I was reading about her dress earlier. Oh yeah. They were hieroglyphics. Oh. Yeah. The like, um, yeah, they were hieroglyphics that were quoting the Langston Hughes poem, Harlem. To express her frustrations. Oh my god! So she quoted it. Sorry, this was poorly written. <laughs> I don't think that that's what they said, but it was hieroglyphics. Hieroglyphics. Oh, I and love that. Yeah, it was really cool. Um, then of course I have to put Billy Porter on there. Yep. See, that's the thing. Is so I knew that like all of my honorable mentions were on your list. Yeah. I had to. I had to do it because, I mean, and I didn't even, to be honest, I didn't even see his full outfit because I saw it on the show, but he was sitting. Mm -hmm. So when I looked it up, I was like, oh, and I love, here's the thing. I love white, but like, I can't wear it because I get things so dirty. So like when people can pull it off, it's just, it was so awesome because it was, it was a suit. But it just had this beautiful, like, cape train type thing. Yes. And I just, I mean, he is, I mean, whoever his stylist is, like, hands hands down to them. So he wears a lot of Christian Siriano, but this was not Christian Siriano. This was um, Tom Brown. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, wait, no, sorry. What? No? Um... Wait. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Brown. Sorry, they both were wearing Tom Brown. Um, Dan, um, Le- Levy, Levy, and Billy Porter. Okay. Um, and then my other one that I actually just I had some um, honorable mentions, but um, one that I really loved, and she was with Issa Rae, is Ro- and I never I don't know if I pronounce her last name right, but her name's Robin. Um, Fede, um, T-H-E-D-E, if you're looking it up. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, I'm 100% looking it up. So I know her, she's a, she's an actress and a comedian and a writer, and she created the, um, Black Lady Sketch Show that was on HBO, and her dress like, the color was great. It was like a gold, a yellow gold, I believe. Oh, yes. I saw her dress. Yeah. Like, so, so, so pretty. And I feel like she's not, like, I don't know. I don't think she's, like, super famous or popular. So, like, I don't know if a lot of people were talking about it, but I really loved it. And so that was my, she's my, she's my last person. Right? Yeah, she's my last person. Yeah, her dress was gorgeous. She was wearing Christian Siriano. Of course. God. The first Um, her dress was so, so pretty. The first thing I want to do when I'm rich. (laughs) Also, she has really good style. Yes, she does. She, yeah. The, at the 2019 Creative Arts Emmy, she wore like a hot pink and a red dress. That's like really, really pretty. Um, 
Man, I love Google Images. <laughs> I mean, it is great. Okay, so um, let's get into the Emmys. Let's, let's do it. You mean the Shit's Creek Appreciation Show? Yeah, I know, which is amazing. So I missed like the first 30 minutes, right? I missed the first yeah. 30 because, you know, I wasn't thinking and I forgot that I needed to record it in order to go back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was being smart, you know, waiting so I wouldn't have to watch commercials. And nope, I forgot. So I missed the like opening and everything and probably the first, what, two awards maybe? Um, I think you missed the first like three. First three. Yeah. Yeah, because I missed um, actress in a lead comedy series. Because so, Catherine O'Hara was first. She won first. So, the, so Moira won first. Okay. And then the dad won. Yep. And then, um, then the son won for writing. Oh, okay. And then he won for directing with someone else. That's, that's when I joined. Yeah, so you missed the first three. So the opening, I thought, so at first, because I was texting you. Right. At first, the opening, so it opened, and they had, like, audiences from Emmy's past that they kept panning to to la- for, like, laughing at the jokes. And I was like, okay, first off, like, this is very weird because they weren't addressing it. Like, yeah. he just, Jimmy Kimmel just, like, walked out, and it was like, then they like showed the audience and I was like, mm, that was the audience from last year. Or, like that was the audience from like seven years ago. And then I was just like, this is weird that he's not addressing it. Like, I don't like it. Like some idiot's going to think that it's like current. Right. And then also like the thing that I thought was really weird is that like, so he'd tell a joke and then it would, it would pan to someone in the audience who was like laughing hysterically at like a previous joke. And I'm like, that person's not laughing at this joke. Like this joke is not even funny. So I was like, I was like kind of not into it. And then all of a sudden they like did the thing where like they turned the lights up and they showed that he was empty. Mm-hmm. And then they had like cardboard cutouts of a bunch of people. And then one of them was not a cardboard cutout. It was actually Jason Bateman from Ozark. And it was hilarious. And then they did this little sketch. And then um, Jason was like, I just really wanted to get out. Like, I'm tired of being in my house. And he, Jimmy's like, oh, you can't stay. And he's like, but pl- like, please, like, I'm so bored at my house. And he's like, no. Well, he's like, fine, you can stay, but only if you laugh at my jokes. And then Jason Bateman's like, uh, deal breaker. See ya. And he, like, left, which was funny. And then he, like, addressed the whole, like, how they were doing it. So then they showed that they had all the nominees, not all, but most of the nominees, over a hundred nominees had their own like setup with like Zoom or however they did it. And they showed like a, a shot of all of them. Oh, wow. And they all were waving and they were like, every single person has their own feed. And so like horribly cutting to people and like showing you everybody at home and like what they're doing and what they're wearing and everything. And so that part was cool to yeah. see um and I I thought the Emmys were really enjoyable Same. I mean I liked I liked the little segments that they did I liked I think that I I think that it's a like the vibe and also this is a thing too that I kind of really enjoyed and maybe I don't know if we talked about this or if I talked about this with somebody else but 
I almost think that like, if at some point, like let's say it's the Golden Globes or whatever the next, in January or February, the Grammys or whatever, I kind of liked the fact that they had all of these, like, um, like some people had their own little like parties or like yeah. people together. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't know who was telling, who I was having this conversation with, or maybe I was listening to a podcast. Um, but somebody was saying how, um, you know, before, like when it before it was on television, they had like, it, it was on the radio and everyone had to listen on the radio and they'd have some people in the theater and like the people who are the nominees are like reading, you know, who these are the nominees that were there, but then mm-hmm. people had their own little like parties listening and they had like press people outside their houses. And so oh, that's cool. when the person would win, they would come outside the house and people would take their photos. They'd have their trophy. Yay. That's yeah. Cool. It was kind of like that. And I wonder, like, I wonder if, you know, people enjoy, like, if, if the celebrities or the actress and actresses, like, enjoyed that better, because they're in the, either they're in the comfort of their own home or, like, Schitt's Creek, where they were able to have, like, almost like a cast party with just their people. Yeah. Celebrate, like, together. Like, how great for them, because, like, they did, so they swept every comedy award. They won all of them. It was just the first time, well, they won all the acting awards, which the four, and they won Best Comedy. It's the first time that's ever happened. And then they won writing, directing, and they won a few awards the day before. So, like, I mean, I'm sure it would have been amazing being there with all of their peers, but also the fact that then they were all together and, like, literally, like, their speeches were so great and the like emotion in their faces when the other people won and you got to see it. Like it was just like such a, like a feel good moment. Like I loved it. It was really great. I agree with you. I feel like, especially for like the golden globes, cause that's always like the party one where everyone gets drunk. Like, I feel like we'll see a lot of parties yep. for like the different movies and stuff. Um, where they do like what Schitt's Creek did. And then um, also Little Fires Everywhere did it. And then was Issa Rae with a lot of the people from Insecure? Because I know somebody wasn't there. Yeah, Yvonne wasn't there. But but there, yeah. yeah. So then it was, it was just so cute because then it was like all the people were together. They could still celebrate, you know, like they went through the, the proper protocol of getting tested. And so they could be around each other and had masks and like, you know, doing what they needed to do. But it was just like a really fun thing. And I think that'd be a lot more fun than going to the theater, having to walk the red carpet, answer questions, chit chat with people you really don't want to see. Like you just want to celebrate with the people you made the show with. Yeah. And it allows, it allows for more people to attend that maybe worked on the show, but would not have gotten an invite. Yeah. So like, I don't know how that how those how that how that works like how those invitations work so like yeah I don't know either but I yeah and and I think it allowed for the show to be tighter which you know like I it felt like it flowed really well it didn't feel like there were too long of speeches there weren't any like super boring like you know and they're also like I so I love when I like when the show's bring up things that are going on in like in the world and in America. 
I don't like when the shows get like too political mm-hmm. just because like, but I, I think that like, this was the like a perfect amount. Like everyone was being like, vote, vote, vote. Mm-hmm. Like let's vote. But people weren't like getting into the issues. Yeah. They were just being like, we need to use our voices and we need to vote. And I feel like that gives the show like, because it makes people who are watching who don't agree. Because a lot of times, a lot of like actors and actresses skew more liberal. And so then the other side is always like complaining about award shows like that being like, oh, it's like probably in the wall, whatever. I love award shows. They're amazing. But this is like, no, no one actually really said anything yeah. that could actually really offend anybody other than vote. Right. And if you don't like that, then you don't want anyone to vote. Then that's, you can take that to mean what you want it to mean. But like, all anyone did was be like, let's vote, let's vote, let's vote, let's vote, let's vote. Yeah. yeah. And I just like loved it. I thought it was great. And like, and then also some people's fashion, like we didn't talk about Sandra O, oh, but like. Oh, yeah. Did you see her, her tracksuit? I, oh, yes, I did. When I was looking at, when I was looking it up. Yes, I did. And did you read about what it said? No, what did it say? Oh, this is like amazing. Like, so I really, I almost put it on my list just because of this. But um, I, there were so many good options. Uh, I also had Tracy Ellis Ross as an honorable mention and Jennifer Aniston. I'm scrolling through all these people. Where the heck, which I have it open. Okay, let me just Sandra O. Okay, so it was um, her jacket said black lives are precious in Korean because black lives matter doesn't actually translate in Korean properly. Like it doesn't make any sense. And so that's what it said. Black lives are precious. So the Korean writing that it said like on the top and then also on her mask, that's what it said. I love that. Yeah, which was like awesome. So I love that, like, people were able to, like, make statements with their fashion and, like, you yeah. know, I don't know. It was just, like, great. One, there was one guy, one white guy that had a flag that said yeah. Black I don't remember who it was, but I was like, oh, okay. Um, It was one of the writers or directors for Succession. I was wondering if it was Succession. It was Succession, yeah. It was one of the writers, I think, for Succession because for the Succession – for writers for drama, it was like three succession episodes were all nominated against each other. Yes. They, I mean, they did really well too. So now I'm like, I guess I need to watch it. That show, let me tell you, this was the first Emmys and I'm pretty sure, I think I texted you this. This was the first Emmys in like a really long time where I feel like a lot of the shows that won are shows that I watch that not just watch, but like that I love. And then also though, like, I felt like even just the nominees for some of the categories, like a lot of the shows are things I watch. And I was like, oh, I I want them to win, but I also want them to win. Like I had that going on a lot, especially with Ozark and Succession. And then like, I really wanted, and I know you did too. I really wanted Insecure to win something. Even I've never seen it. I've just heard about how good it is, but it's on my list to watch. Just because I really like, I love her and I wanted her to win. Yeah, I I know her little I loved her uh, little segment where she was talking about how she brought her um, 
her like idea to an executive and he was just like, mm, I don't get it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is great. I mean, I loved those. I loved all of them. They I were- loved all of them. Hers was great. And then, oh crap, there was another one that I really loved. Tina Waith or America Ferrera? They both were really good, but I think it was America Ferrera who, when she was telling a story about when she interviewed or interviewed, tried out for a role and they were like, mm, no, could you be like more Latina? And she's like, um, I'm from the Valley. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, I'm, I am Latina, but like, what do you want? Like, this is how I talk. <laughs> Oh my god, I loved it. I was like, yeah, those were really, really good. I wish they had more. Like, it felt like there was more star power that they could have done them with. Like that they could have had more than just three. But I think three was a great start. But they were really good, and they were they were the right length of time. Like that, nothing was too long. Like there were no long speeches. There were no moments where you were like, this person is drunk. What the heck are they saying? There was no like. Sometimes there were the announcers um, presenting and sometimes it was just Jimmy Kimmel. Like it was just like the flow of it was really great. I liked it. I did. I, and I liked that they did have some people that were there, like to interacted with him. I was I, not expecting that. Right. Me either. But I loved it. And I loved the Jennifer Aniston bit. And then I loved later when she was like at her house with yeah. the friends, with Courtney Cox and Phoebe. And then Jason Bateman showed up in the background. And I was like, that is a party I would like to be at. Same. I was like, how do I get And like her tequila. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was great. It was a really good show. I'm looking forward. It gave me actually high hopes for the rest of them. I did not think that a non-music award show would do well in the, the virtual sense. Me either. But it actually, I thought, was really good. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think so too. So, I was, I was pleasantly surprised. So, I mean, in my and I feel like they can only go up from here, right? Because you learn from. And I don't know if everyone's sharing secrets, not secrets, but like from the BET Awards to the MTV Awards, like, are people chatting and talking about it and figuring out, like, okay, this worked and this didn't work and blah, blah, blah. So it'll be it'll be interesting. Um, um, yeah, I agree with you. And I'd like to think that they are sharing. Yeah, let's hope so. Who knows? Sharing um, is caring. Let's start down our list of things. We have a, we have a, good, <laughs> a good amount of things to talk about. So we might need to, like, We can go quick, I promise. I do have some like um, vocal things, but no audio right. clips for us, but we we'll can still go fast. Okay. So let's start off with, um, so this story broke, I think last week while we were recording, but, um, or before we were recording, but we just didn't get to it because we had too much, like always. Um, so Jerry from Cheer, I think last week, he, um, there was an FBI investigation, an ongoing FBI investigation, um, with him about soliciting minors while at a cheerleading competition. So that story broke. And then I think last week, late last week, um, he was actually arrested on child pornography, um, because the kids who, 
he obviously asked for pictures were underage. They were 13, I believe, at the time. Um, and he was 19. Um, and, I mean, it was, like, heartbreaking because this is, like, you know, somebody that everybody was, like, oh, my God, he's so great. And <laughs> you see him on the show and he's such a motivator and whatnot. And then this happens, right? And you're just, like, ugh. Um, I think that this past weekend, a lot of the the coach and his teammates have all made statements just, you know, obviously they're all devastated and they did not know that this was happening. Um, so basically I think like, correct me if I'm wrong, cause I think I read the story and I've heard it so many times, but, um, he was, um, I don't know. Did he, did he actively touch the kids at a cheerleading competition or he was making advances, at the cheerleading competition. I don't know if anything ever actually happened, but he did solicit them at the competition and there were a lot of text messages exchanged back and forth. But then after that, it, like the conversations moved to Snapchat. And that's when I know that then he asked for pictures from the boy or boys and they were sent to him and that he had them still. So that's how they were able to arrest him for child pornography because that is like honestly so much easier to prove yep. than um, the other things that they have been looking into, which more charges could come. And I read that they are they do think there are more victims. Yes. Um, that they don't think that these two twins are the only ones. Um, ones, yeah. but um, yeah, it's just really sad because like obviously it's it's sad and it's like disgusting and like it just is like so hard when whenever you hear a story about this but it's also like seeing his personality learning his backstory like he did not have the easiest life growing up and just like it just it makes it all so sad because he was so freaking positive and happy and like whatever and now it's kind of like was it all fake was it all fake or like like I don't know. Then it just makes, I don't know. It makes me like question somebody who has that type of a personality to be like, okay, well, what are you hiding? Yeah. Like you're, it's, old. So, it's sad. It's so sad. And I just hope that like he gets help he needs or whatever he needs. And that it's like, I heard that he admitted that to it, but nothing that I see says that he admitted it. Mm. Um, but I don't know. It's just sad. It's really sad. And it's um, a terrible situation. Yeah, it really is. Um, but they have a lot of text messages because I've read a lot of them and it is very, very inappropriate. Ugh, really? So they clearly have a lot of evidence. Dang. Yeah. Which is like, come on now. Also, like, I don't know. I... I just think people just don't think that anyone's ever going to find out. But at the end of the day, they always find out. <laughs> people always find out. And people who think that like things on Snapchat are private and go away. They do not go away. They, they don't. They may go away from you being able to see it, but it did not go away. Snapchat still has it. Yep. So like. The FBI comes and knock it. will find it. Right. And also people can take screenshots of it. Like there's a lot of things. So 
Um, I guess this he was charged with one count of production of child pornography, which carries a minimum of 15 years. Mm. So it's really sad, but never bye. Man. Okay. Well, Ooh. on one <laughs> from one thing to another, let's talk about Ellen now. Um so Ellen, I think came what is it, Monday? Yeah, it's well today's Tuesday. Yeah, yesterday. Yesterday. Wow. Why does it feel like yesterday was like three days? Um, so yesterday Ellen was back on her show and made a statement. Um, I did not watch the whole thing. I just saw the little clip from, not the clip, but it was a good amount um, on the Daily Pop. And then um, just listen to them talk about it. So it's really interesting hearing what some people think. Um, you know, I don't know what I think. I don't know. I think that, I think that she put herself in a position where she was not going to get blamed, you know? Right. I, I think that she... They got rid of the, and granted, yes, maybe the producers or the executive producers or whoever it was that they said were the ones who were the main people. But I also think that that behavior is learned and or tolerated by the person at, like, at the top. And um, somebody had to know, right? Somebody knew that things weren't great. And yes, I understand that she's like, because I know one of the statements she says is that like, you know, everyone, everyone gets mad, everyone's sad, everyone has whatever she said, which yes, absolutely. But I don't think that's the thing that people are arguing. I don't think that they were like one day she was pissed off and like, didn't want to talk to me in the hall. I think it was like, there were multiple times that she is a monster. (laughs) That's correct. That's the thing. So the thing that makes me mad about this whole situation is like, so there were clearly people who were working for her, who were producers and stuff, who took, who the investigation may take the fall. There are so many reports about her behavior. That is the same thing as like any of these. This is how I feel. It's the same thing as like Weinstein, Epstein, Matt Lauer, all these people. There's not a million complaints about somebody and it not be true. Like, I'm sorry. It just is not the case. So sure. They did an investigation. They fired three people. They said, we're not going to have a toxic work environment anymore. But at the end of the day, the problem is still there. The problem is Ellen. And I thought that her monologue was so distasteful. Like she turned everything into a joke. Like I, I like I get that her show is like a, a humor show and like funny, but like there were serious, serious allegations. And the things that the people were fired for were serious things. And then you're just sitting there kind of like making a joke about it. Right. And like, I think that by making a joke about it, she basically like belittled the whole situation. Yeah. And I just think that like, uh, it, if she's going to keep her show, come out and be serious and deliver five minutes of seriousness and then get into the fun and the jokes. But like the way she did it was almost like it happened to her. 
that she wasn't involved. Yes. But then at the same time, she did kind of admit that she's not a great person because she's on this whole thing about like, oh, I'm the be kind lady. Let me give you some advice. Don't be known as the be kind lady because then you're never allowed to be anything but kind. Which it's like, okay, there's a, like you said, there's a difference between being kind and being a monster. There's a difference between being a nice person and you can preach that you should be a nice person because you should be a nice person to people. There's a difference between that and then like being nasty to people all the time. And it might not be all the time. And the thing that was interesting about, um, so when I was watching (laughs) the first time I ever watched Daily Pop, um, um, Justin was saying that it's the same. So he... He feels like she should have she should have said something from the beginning. He was like, I don't think that she should have waited to get on the talk show to have to say this because he was like, look at the Steve Harvey situation because the same thing happened to Steve Harvey. People were complaining that he wasn't a great person and all this kind of stuff. And he was like, look, at the end of the day, like. I have a lot of stuff going on. I have a lot of jobs. And if I walk by you in the hall and I don't feel like talking, then that's my right. And that's, that's, it is what it is. But he said that he said that once, once this stuff came out, he addressed it right away. And Justin's like, I just feel like she waited and she let everyone else take the fall or, and, and she was like, Oh, you know, it was them, it was them, it was them. And then now she's trying, you know, at the end of the, and he was like, at the end of the day, she's not, she's not going to get fired. They're not going right. to get. Right. Well, and like, so a lot of her former employees came out and they were pissed about it. And a lot of them were like, the reason that she waited is because it's the premiere week of the show of the new season. And she wanted the ratings. So huh. she didn't say anything because she wanted to let the investigation play out. And yeah. then it played out. And then she didn't say anything because she wanted to wait and save her statement for the premiere for the ratings. And that's all fine and good. But like the allegations, like there are so many allegations against her and they aren't just that she was like mean in the hallway. Like it, like the Steve Harvey ones, like, okay, yeah, I read them and like, it was sounded terrible. It's like shitty, like kind of, but at the same time, once he came out and explained it, I was like, okay, fine. Like, yeah. If I have a tight schedule, I don't want to stop and talk to 60 people either. That doesn't make him a terrible person. But like some of Ellen's stories make her a terrible person. And so like, I think it's, it's like, they're so different. And I just, I'm mad she still has her show. Yeah, I know. But here's the thing. They're not going to take it away from her. And I get that. But like, and what also made me mad is all the fucking Karens who watch her show, who Mm -hmm. commented on her, her, um freaking monologue that they posted you're so brave like okay yeah in the past I would say Ellen has been brave because what she's gone up against in her career and everything is so brave this her going back to her show where she makes a shit ton of money not taking the um accountability for anything that happened and deflecting it all is not brave no (laughs) that's that's your privilege that's your white privilege right there that is your privilege and I was so angry reading the comments that I almost respond back to people and I do not comment back on like angry things and I was almost about to be like you're a fucking moron like she is not a good person and she is not brave right now not brave. like <laughs> I'm sorry no I mean it <laughs> I'm not sorry actually I'm not sorry 
Yo, don't be sorry. I'm not sorry. She is not brave. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> I think you know how we stand. Yeah. Whoop. That's how we stand. All right. Moving on to more, more talk show. <laughs> more talk show people apologizing. Um, Stassi Schroeder was on Tamron Hall's show uh, Monday? No, last it was last week. Uh, last Thursday, I believe. Yeah. Again, I well, so <laughs> this is what happens when you look at uh, blogs, or not blogs, but like Facebook fan groups. Because one girl posted like the television schedule and was like, oh, this is when it comes on in these areas. And I look in the Orlando and it said 2 p.m. So I was like, great. So then I go at 2 p.m. and her show was... Oh. Her show was on, but it was, oh no, I couldn't find it on the, like, NBC. Then when I, like, searched it in YouTube TV, it popped up on the OWN network. Yeah. But it was an old episode. So I was like, mm, so I missed it. Um, but I know you watched it, so can you give us a synopsis? So first I watched, like, a, a thing that was just some, some clips of it, and I was like, okay, all right, Stassi, like, I like what you're saying, like, you're taking, like, accountability, you're apologizing, um, you're talking that you tried to, like, learn about a lot of stuff that you didn't know about and, like, understand, like, your actions and, like, why they were wrong and that, like, just because you may not see race does not mean the other person doesn't not see, but like think it's a race issue doesn't mean that they don't. And like, you have to just think about things like coming from all, all sides, not just your side. Right. So I was like, okay. And then I watched like more of the actual interview and like, I don't think she prepared well for the interview yeah. at all. I think that a lot of her answers were extremely vague and I could, I think you could chalk some of it up to being nervous because I think that she probably was really, really nervous, but I think she was super vague. She would say like things a lot, like she wouldn't use specific examples. Mm. And she also, she kept talking about this like race coach or like diversity coach that she hired to like help her with stuff and like her studies. But then like she really struggled to give very specific examples of like what they helped her with or like what some of their work had her work had been. And I'm not saying she didn't hire them. She very well may have, I don't know. Like, but it just felt like you haven't given an interview in how many five months about this. This is your first interview. Like you should be going through it with the best PR people, the best people to work with. You should be ready to go. Then, so, like, even after I was, like, okay, like, I still want to give her the benefit of the doubt, like, I want to see that she'll, like, do better, and her actions will do better. Her PR team the next day put out an article saying that they felt like she was ambushed. Oh, yeah. Oh, when you looked, listen, if you look at the, it's so funny, night and day, if you look at the Crappens, um, like Facebook group, and then you look at the Stasi Khaleesi's one, mm-hmm. the amount of people that were, oh my God, I thought Stasi did a great job. Tamron Hall was terrible. She attacked her. She, yeah. da, 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 like all of this shit. I'm like, thought, she did not attack her. I thought Tamron Hall, like I've never really watched her show. I've seen her do interviews and I've seen her on other things, but I've not watched her talk show. 
I thought she did a great job, like a really great job. And like never, I never thought that she was attacking her at all. And like, so I have some audio for us. Oh my God. Yes. Uh, Tamron on her show. Rebuttaling like the next day. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait. You know, I love some audio. Oh yeah. So this is from her show which I think aired yesterday. But the other day, I was told that there was a report that Stasi felt, quote, unprepared and that it was, quote, awkward, even that I had gone rogue, whatever that means. <sighs> Let me just be open because I'm expecting everybody who's participating in this show today, I want them to be open, so I have to do the same. It's why I wanted this show, to be honest with you. So I'm going to take you behind the scenes of TV. Now, I don't tell people the specific questions I'm going to ask them. How they answer, that's up to them. But the topic and everything that we discussed, Stasi knew. She knew the subject matter. She knew what I was going to ask her, not the questions. Right. In fact, the night before the interview, it was asked that I not discuss her controversial comments on the Me Too movement where she had criticized women who come forward with their painful stories. And she made even more hurtful remarks about sexual assault that hit me to my gut that I didn't ask her. But again, I want to be honest with you. Given that she was five months pregnant, the issue of race was hard enough for her and for me. And there was a lot to unpack, including that Nazi comment. Mm. So I said, we were not going to go down that road, but we would have this difficult conversation that we all should have to provide a better platform for our children. And that's why I felt some relief when Stasi said this during our interview. I am so embarrassed that I even had those thoughts, much less put it out there because I was that that caring. That's the end of the clip. Wow. So I love that she came out and was like, no, actually she knew, but also... How could she not know what they were going to talk about? We know what happened. Like, you're not being asked to go on the show to talk about what it's like to be five months pregnant. Also, yes, you got fired from Vanderpump Rules. You're not going on to talk about that show. Correct. Again, again, and see, this is, I, I don't want to feel like this is what it is, but I kind of wish she would have went on somebody else's show, like a Ellen or somebody white, because I also feel like it was one of those things to like drag the person and to say, well, I was ambushed, you know, by this black reporter. And granted, she didn't say that. But at the end of the day, that's it, it looks like that because you're going on, you're going on to talk about race and you're going on to talk about the shitty things that you said. So if a black person is interviewing you and now you leave there and you say, well, they ambushed me and they asked me all these questions. That looks bad. Yeah. Well, it is bad. And now also, all- cause you were not, you were not ambushed. Right. And she probably wanted to go on Tamron for the optics. Yes. Oh, 100%. For the optics. But then was so nervous yeah. for whatever reason, whether it was because she was being interviewed by a black woman, whether it was the subject matter, whatever, that she came out looking not, not great. She didn't come out looking terrible, but she didn't come out looking like 
let's forgive her. You know, like it was, you had no like overarching feeling after the interview, like, oh, she's really learned a lot. Like I didn't feel that way. And so then like, oh, let's put this article out. Like that is clearly you learn nothing. Learn nothing. And not only that, your team learned nothing, which she has all new people. So how do they not know that you should like money hungry? But it's terrible. It's so terrible. And I'm so glad that Tamron addressed it and like didn't just be like, no. And actually, I'm going to tell them that you didn't want to talk about this other terrible thing you did. Yeah. You, like <laughs> your people said this, bitch. Can't wait. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yes. So, like, maybe in five months after she has the baby, she'll try to go on the reel. Oh, great. And do the same thing. Even with even more diversity. Can't wait. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. So, the real. she doesn't um, want to go back to, she would never go back to Vanderpump Rules, even if they asked her, she said. Oh, shit. You would go so fast. Yeah. <laughs> or she would just ask for a spinoff. Yeah, no. Oh my god. Well, speaking of the real, um, really quick, Garcelle has been added, and they had their first episode uh, yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday. Um, I didn't watch it, but I saw that Jamie Fox came on and like congratulated her. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Yep. More audio. I love it. This audio thing is great. <laughs> yeah, no, sorry. Keep talking. I, I'm just, I just queued it up. No, oh, no, that, I mean, that was it. That's the only thing that uh, I. Yeah, so they welcomed Garcelle. It was super exciting. Um, again, I never watched the reel before, but I love Lonnie Love from Chelsea yeah. Lately Days. Lonnie is great. So I kind of was like excited to watch it. And um, Denise was only on for one segment. Well, first off, Garcelle looked freaking beautiful. I mean, she is beautiful, but like she looked radiant. She looked so happy. I was so pumped about it. Um, Denise came on. I mean, everyone was like, Denise reveals the real reason she left the housewives. I mean, not really. She gave like a lame, like, I just thought it was time. Like it was fun, but I want to explore other options. Like whatever. Well, what I, the best part though of the interview was this part. For me, at least. Garcelle, you actually said that if Denise left the show, you would too. So I got to ask, are you leaving the show? (laughs) Yeah, are you leaving? Um, I did say that. And uh, you know what? I had a really great time doing the show. It's up to Bravo, but I'm definitely up for next season. Oh, wow. Uh, Okay. Oh, okay. Yay. Yes. I definitely think she likes doing it. I think she likes doing it. And I, for a little, I was kind of worried that maybe she wouldn't go back because of this. But I think she likes doing it. And I also think that I bet the real wants her to do it. Because yeah. I think that it's it's pub for them. Oh, 100%. So I, I think, especially because like, I, mean, I think everyone knows about the real, but it's not like when you think like daytime talk shows, That's you not may not, you're not going to name it first, probably. No. So like, I just, I think that it, I think she'll stay and hopefully Bravo is smart and keeps her. <laughs> I think they are though. 
Yeah, I think they I think they know they have to. Yeah. Um okay, well, the next thing I have before we get into shows, which kind of leads us into shows. Mm-hmm. Um Lala and Ran had their um uh, baby reveal. Yeah. Baby reveal, gender reveal mm-hmm. um party. Yes. Things that I notice. Oh, they're having a girl, by the way. Yeah. Uh things that I noticed. Another witch. Everybody was there. Sheena Sheena was not. I didn't see Sheena. I didn't see Sheena, but that could have just been so Sheena lives in San Diego now. Oh, that's right. Got a house with her boyfriend in San Diego. Oh. But yeah, so that could have just been a like she wasn't gonna come up for it type thing. Yeah. But yeah. um, but I did see everyone else was pretty much there. Hey, Christy. Kristen. Well, Kate. James wasn't there, was he? No, I didn't see James. And Raquel weren't there, and none of the new people. No, but like Kristen, well, Stassi, Katie, were oh, were Tom and Ariana. I didn't see them. Ooh. Brittany and Jax. Brittany, I saw Brittany Jax. Stassi, Bo, Kristen. No, I saw the what? No, Tom and Ariana. I don't. No, know. Tom and Katie, Jackson, Brittany, and then um, crap. The one guy who like the one season was like everyone thought him and James hooked up. He was uh, there. Um. Uh. Uh. Shoot! Oh my God, Colin. Oh, oh, oh. you are like screaming it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so, and then as this was happening, so funny, you know, just looking at, looking at social media, I was like, cause I think, cause Jax posted, didn't he post like, we're cursed with girls? He posted that was right. So there was a video of him. They were asking him, what did he think it was going to be? And he said, a girl. We're all cursed with having girls right. in this group. Right. Which then turned everyone into, like, Brittany is pregnant. Yes. Later in the day, Stassi posted a picture of her and Brittany, and I looked at it and was like, either Brittany is fluctuating or she is pregnant. And I felt really terrible saying that at the time. No, but I mean. But she's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> So yesterday they had, or was it today? It was last night. Oh, last night. I was in a bubble bath. Yeah, they. <laughs> last night they posted that they are welcoming a child, and I'm like, yo, this pregnancy pact is legit. Like, if in a month, Katie, I don't think Katie is pregnant, but if in a month, Katie comes out and she is pregnant, I'm gonna be like, you guys are. <laughs> oh, we yeah. got. Oh my God, pregnancy pack. Bravo presents the pregnancy pack. What if they gave them? No. You don't think they'd give them a show? They, no. They'd have to already be filming, I feel like. But also, I don't know. But also, like, uh, how do you make, I mean, like, now your storyline is just you getting ready to have a baby. Yeah, it's going to be like fucking Teddy. Right. And you know, here's the but thing. it's going to be actually worse because Jack's going to be so annoying. Right. Like Lala and Rand, I felt like uh, whenever they start filming, I mean, like it, 
sure she'd be pregnant but like it wouldn't be annoying it would probably actually be kind of cute but like honestly like Jackson Brittany I have like I have zero interest watching that on tv although you did send me a meme today that made me lol so hard (laughs) Carlin sent me a meme that was like me watching season 15 of Vanderpump Rules and these custody battles or something like that yeah and the coach like Oh, yeah. Right? Right. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be so crazy. I just mentioned how you spin this. Like, you, I mean, if if Vanderpump comes back, you have to, you have to pivot the show. Because, I mean, they're not, they're not fucking, I mean, they weren't working in the restaurants anyway. So now you're not working in the restaurant. Now you're pregnant. You all live in the valley. Like, what? What are we doing? You got to change. Right. You got to change the vibe of the show. Or what's the vibe? What's the vibe? Or give them a spinoff and then do VPR the new class. <laughs> Correct. Because like, oh, what are you going to do? You're going to have Brittany eight months pregnant at a bar with Dana and Charlie and whatever whoever is on the new cast. Like, what the fuck is this? Like, no. And then even like Tom and Ariana, are they are they gonna want to hang out? Like, is Ariana gonna want to hang out with a bunch of pregnant people? No, she's gonna be be Tom being like, "We should have a baby. We should have a baby. We should have a baby." And Ariana's gonna be like, "Tom, fuck off!" (laughs) Like, you know, I don't want that. You've been dating for how long? Like, no. Want a baby? Now, if she gets pregnant and is announcing that she is pregnant, then like. They legit have a pregnancy pack, and there is a spinoff in the works. <laughs> yes. The if real babies of Valley Village. That is the key. If Ariana, in a month or two months, confirms that she is pregnant, then we know. <laughs> no. We know some shit is in the works. Oh, my yeah. God. That's amazing. Okay. <laughs> I want to talk about Below Jack Med really fast. Well, let's do it. Mainly because I want to talk about what I discovered right before the podcast. Ooh, what did you discover? First off, Malia and Tom broke up. Yes. Malia confirmed it on an Instagram post today, a video. Whoa. In this Instagram video, she said her and Tom are not together. She'd like to keep things private, the reasons why. And she's sorry she doesn't share every detail about her life, but it is what it is. She also addressed something else that had come out in the past couple hours that I was not aware of. Yes. And I'm not sure you were either. So I'd like to play the video for you. Oh my God, yes. This is the best. This is the best episode ever. <laughs> okay. It's an Instagram video someone captured of Captain Sandy that was sent to them as a cameo of Captain Sammy. Sammy. Sandy. I love this, but I didn't... Hold on, let me make sure my volume is up. Malia, I think it's secretly gay, to be honest. That's my opinion. Everybody in production thinks that. (laughs) This is going to be public, isn't it? Okay, so maybe. I 
I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. But she, she just, addressed it, and she was like, "And to address the Captain Sandy cameo video, I was like, pause. Let me look at this Captain video. Sandy cameo popped up immediately as I started typing Captain. Yeah, she was like, "It's not. I am not. If I were, I would tell you. But also, if I were, it'd be my thing to tell you, not hers." Whoa. Oh, now I'm sure she's pissed at Captain Sandy. Oh, for sure. But can you believe that she did that on a cameo? No. I mean, yeah. I feel also, like she kind of seems drunk, and I thought she was sober. Right. Yeah. I mean, it looks That's yeah. how when I tell a secret, when I'm drunk, and I'm like, oh, I wasn't supposed to tell you that. Right. Like, I've never done that. Non- but also, like, not send it. The cameo. Don't you? I mean, I don't know how cameos work. Like, do you get to re- you like play like a video? I'm sure you can take another take of it. Yeah, I mean that's very strange. Oh my god! <laughs> wow, Malia fucking sucks though. She's like she does I, suck. First mm-hmm. of all, I knew her and Tom wouldn't last, but he is also a psycho. I watched i I watched the last not last night's episode, but I watched the last episode and when he made Asia cry. Yeah, and I'm like, first of all, first of all, your break, your break was 15 minutes, and it was 18 minutes, and you already should have been done with your break. You also were fucking your girlfriend. Correct. You weren't weren't sleeping. Weren't sleeping. So like, you were having sex. So that's something completely different than you resting because you're tired. Yep. and so what? If Captain Sandy says you need to cut cucumbers, then cut cucumbers. And right. I just think the way he handled it, like, was, he was just so nasty. Yeah, and so nasty. Back and she was, like, going to get the avocado. And he's like, oh, fuck off. Like, what? Yeah. Like, Asia is literally Pop Rocks mixed with a double rainbow. <laughs> like, she is, she is so so nice and so great and then like to get mad at her when like literally she's the most willing to help people she's the best personality of anyone on that boat right and then for you to make her cry and like be a dick to her just to be a dick to her she wasn't even involved like she was doing her job taking care of the guests correct doing their stupid karate class right and that's my thing like I get it you probably get annoyed because here's the thing you know a hundred percent if Hannah, if Hannah was the one doing the like karate and missed the, missed the, um, the radio, like Sandy would have had a fit, but, but I do think that like, they had to take the radios off because they, they're entertaining the guests and that's what the guests wanted. So, I mean, Captain Sandy could have easily come up to find them too. Cause I'm sure those girls who went down at the same time, food is his job. You're right. I don't care. If it wasn't just plain cucumber. It was cucumber with olive oil and seasoning. Which, right. like, sure, they probably could have handled, but also they could have put too much salt on it or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, it's been a carrot. So what? Yeah. It's your job. And, I mean, whatever. Yeah, I really don't like him. I also feel like him and Malia, like, he probably was very angry that she made him go on the show. He didn't make like, him do anything, though. I, she probably did make him say yes. No? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But at the same time, ugh, they're terrible. And they're so bad. Also, Johnny Damon is cray. Oh my God. 
<laughs> no, his wife. Cry. I'd like to party with them. Oh, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. We Not- were in a golf chalet with them. Yeah, we- oh, that's right. We were. I mean, yeah, we came at the time. And- yeah, very tame. But oh man, um, the current group though that's on the boat are terrible. The guys. Yeah, they're so bad. They're so icky. Also, who wants to play ultimate frisbee? That was so stupid. <laughs> so dumb. Nobody in their right mind wants to play ultimate frisbee at the eight. I don't even know how old they are. They're probably like in their forties. Like who? What? Yeah, I literally when like my entire life when someone's had a frisbee, like I don't think I've ever thrown one. I think I caught one once and just dropped it on the ground because I was like, no. Thrown one. <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if I have. Oh my god, I love it. <laughs> I think I have, but oh, maybe for my dog. Oh. Every person, Beach? never to a person, only to a dog. <laughs> yeah, never to a person, only to a dog. Yeah, it's footballs are for throwing to people. Very true. Frisbees are for, for dogs. No thanks. anyway yeah what weirdos yes okay what um below deck og is coming back november 2nd i'm so excited the trailer looks good for any longtime watcher of below deck eddie is back as the bosun you'll remember um eddie from his entanglement that he got into with rocky um on season three i believe it was best season of below deck ever Really? Okay, so then I always need so you I need to watch this season of Below Deck. I I know I've talked about Rocky a lot. I'm telling you, you need to watch this season of Below Deck. I don't know if it's two or three, but whatever season Rocky was in. I'll just start I'll just start from one. One is good too. One was on the other day and I was watching it OG and it's before Kate. And I forgot how freaking crazy the one girl was. Eddie was on that season, but he was not Bosun yet. He was just a deckhand. Um, but the season with Rocky, what season was that? Season three. Every time I have one, two, and three, they're all good. Every time the Rocky I- season. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky oh. loves Emily. From Just wait. When you think of Rocky, you'll think of something else. Oh, no. <laughs> you'll think of her swan diving off the top of the boat in her underwear and swimming away. <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot wait. No, it's so good. Oh, my God. I love it. <laughs> so good. Anyway, so Eddie's back. There's a new chief stew. Captain Lee's back. And then it looked like everyone else was new too. The chef is a woman. Ooh. Um, okay. Yeah. The trailer looks good. They're back in the Caribbean. They filmed it right before COVID. So I think towards the end is when COVID started hitting places. They have to shut down. So they like started talking about it. I'm not sure if they had to shut down because to be honest, the Bahamas, well, I don't know if they were in the Bahamas, but the Caribbean, there weren't reported cases for a long time. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. things were pretty normal there. Just mm-hmm. people weren't going down there. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Mm-hmm. I'm excited for that. Um, yeah. And then what else? Salt Lake. Oh. Housewives of Salt Lake. Can't wait to watch it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of questions. I have so many questions. And I can't wait. The trailer I'm, looked real good. 
Um, I'm excited for it. I think that new, new cities can be hit or miss and they can be hard, but I think it looks good. And like the fact that there's a girl who married her ex step grandfather in order to keep the family business. Yeah. Most boring show. And I'm watching. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. What, what did you? Yeah. And also, I think there's going to be a little bit of what we have with, like, um, Shaw's because, like, there are a lot of, like, people connected to Mormonism, whether they're currently practicing or they're out of the church. Like, so I think to me, like, I know that, like, I'll be interested in, like, learning some of that stuff. Yeah. Um, So I think I think it's going to be great. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> and then, okay, really quick. Do we want to yeah. talk about Teddy? Yes. We have not talked about Teddy. The rumors are Teddy is all out of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. It hasn't been confirmed yet, but let me tell you, every morning when I wake up and every night before I go to bed, I say, please let today be the day. I can't wait. Oh my gosh. I was listening. I was listening to Crappens in the car today and um, Ronnie was like, so I've been watching The Vow on HBO. And I mean, I really think that this is Teddy's business. They just ran out of time to interview her. <laughs> it, is, it is scary actually how similar some of the stuff is. I mean, it's not as The Vow is super intense because yeah. we've been watching it too. And um, it is, it's more extreme, but at the same time, like the similarities are actually pretty terrifying. Saying like you have, cause I think, I mean, obviously I watched the docu, the documentary uh, that they had before, but like you have a master and like you're a, like a slave, which is terrible. Yeah. They tell you to do something and you have to drop what you're doing and do it and take photos and do all of this stuff. And I was like, oh. Right. And then if you don't do it, they're like, sorry, you can't eat a carrot. <laughs> and like Teddy's thing, while it's not as extreme, it is very much like her diet is very much like you have to take a picture of everything. And your coach tells you yes or no to a lot of things. And you have to work out every day. And if you don't, you get cut. And you're also paying for this. Like, yeah. So. I- I think that's the thing. And I don't remember if we talked about it on here or if we were talking to somebody else about it. But I'm like, that's the thing that I don't understand is that like, I am paying for a service. So like, if I choose to sabotage, and I get it, like you shouldn't promote like people being able to sabotage, but like, it's just like the gym. Like I pay for the gym. If I choose not to go to the gym, that's my own damn fault. I'm still paying. You can't tell me I can't go to the gym anymore because I'm not attending. Right. I paid you for a service. And if you're going to, if you're going to say you, you're part of the contract, you didn't like keep up and then I get my money back. Right. But that's not what happens with her thing. And I think I know that there's a lot of, there are people who have spoken out for it and who have lost a lot of weight on it and like kept off the weight. And I think it's great. It's amazing. But at the same time, it just is very like eating disordery. And like, I feel like a lot of people, yeah. it, 
they may have lost weight, but I'm not sure that they're better off for it. And I think that that's the issue, right? Is that with any diet, like I even think of like my gym, like their challenges are great because, you know, but you, you aren't eating a lot of food. I mean, you're eating, but your, your calorie, your calories are less. They have to be less for you to, for a three month pro or two month program, 60 days, two month, a 60 day program. And you're trying to lose a bunch of weight or you're trying to lose weight. Like you're gonna have to, your calories have to be less. Right. And I think there are some people who swear by it because it is great. You do see the difference, but the issue is once you get off of that regimen, you then gain weight back. So that's the cycle that then you become, then you're in. And so, and not to say like, I, my gym is great. And like I did, I've done it three times, but like, I am, I am aware that like, that doesn't work for me because although it's great to lose 20 pounds in two months, it's not great gaining 25 pounds in weeks when I'm off of it. And I'm always like, I've always been a fluctuator. And there's some people who, who are great at it. And they have like, I have a friend who did it like twice and she's been able to keep the weight off, which is fantastic. But some people aren't like that. I fluctuate so much. So for me, it's just, it doesn't work. And I think there are some people who get, because like we've talked, I think we talked about this, that sadly, especially females, we have such a bad body complex and such a fixation on like our bodies so that we're going to try everything. Like we're going to do everything because, and then if you get in a system where you feel a sense of like comfort and like they care about you and they're treating you nice, which even though some people said they didn't, but if you do get a coach, that's great. And you love that coach and you're losing weight. Yeah. And if you're, you're like, I got to do it because I want to like, I'm going to eat this carrot and drink shit ton of water and then eat my cucumber. And then that's it, you know, because. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think too, a lot of people, I mean, I know that I'll do this. Like if I'm on a diet or whatever, if like, it's super restrictive and it's like, if I cheat, like, let's say I have a day where I am not following it and I eat like a slice of pizza then I get mad at myself. And instead of just going back to like eating healthy, normal, I'm like, well, I fucked up my diet. So like, what's a little ice cream? Oh, and then the next day I'm like, well, I already fucked it up. So like, I'll have Cheerios this morning. Like, you know, and you just keep going. And then you're like, all right, on Monday, I'm going to start again. When really it's like, okay, you had one meal that like you shouldn't actually even feel bad for. one meal one meal in the grand scheme of a week is not going to do it's not going to that that one meal is not going to be the reason that you gain weight yeah or lose weight that one meal is not and like yeah so I think that it's just like the way that women's minds are built I do think though her diet is like beyond restrictive at least for the beginning part like I think the second phase is not as bad but the beginning part is like cray cray beginning part is probably taxing you like 500 calories which no way and my thing is if they're telling me to eat 500 calories my ass is not working out sorry that's the other thing like you're eating like nothing and then you're required to do 60 minutes of cardio and prove it you no like not just like oh I'm going on my walk no like here's a picture of my apple watch 
after the walk with all my stats, here's a picture of the treadmill with all my stats proving I went on a walk or I went on a run or whatever you did. Oh, and if your cycle bar class is only 45 minutes, you better find that other 15 minutes somewhere else. No, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, I hope she gets fired. Part of me thinks that she will leave the show. Yeah. Whether she's fired or not, because of all the stuff going on with her business, maybe not, but. She's not going to want to talk about it. She's not going to want to talk about it. They're going to have to bring in Brandy Glanville to create Ah. some sort of drama. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> They're be like begging Denise to come back. Right, please. We've lost. Oh, we didn't afford you before, but um, here's $3 million an episode. Right. Oh, my God. Three million. Also, good news is Leah is going to be back. Oh, can't it's wait. It's not official, but everyone was commenting under her article she posted that she's um, signed with William Morris. And they're like, uh, we hope they can negotiate a good deal for you. And she's like, oh, don't worry. I'll be back. I'm not done yet. Good. She's not. She elevates that shit. She elevates that shit. She really does. It's I so feel like uh, we should save the rest for next week. Yeah, we should. <laughs> we'll talk about Real Housewives of New York next week after the reunion's over. And we'll talk about Potomac. Yeah. Because we'll you know talk- I am dying to talk about Potomac. Dying. Maybe next week we'll have Sunia on. Yeah, maybe we'll just do all housewives. Yeah, all, all housewives and maybe some uh, some stories if there's anything new. But um, yeah, all right. Let's uh, guess we're wrapping it up. Yay! Uh, so we want to remind everybody to subscribe, um, tell your friends, download our podcast, please share the wealth and uh, follow us on instagram and twitter and um like subscribe also we need some ratings so if you guys can give us five stars and also a review that would be amazing amazing and we will see you next week for more champs and more gossip bye bye